0: G'day, friends. Welcome back. Round four. Yes, round four of the AFLW season has concluded. Another pretty interesting round. We had some very uh, inaccurate teams. We had some dominant teams yet again, although there are now some or a couple of... Teams that are even dominant over the dominant teams. Like a couple of teams that are separating themselves from the pack at the top. As in moving even above them. Um, And I was finally able to get to a game this weekend. Which was fucking excellent. I got to the St Kilda Geelong game on Friday night. And it felt so good to be back at the footy. So good. Like I was giddy like a child i had such a good time it was so exciting to be back i cannot wait hopefully i can get to some more of the girls games um but i'm now even more excited for the afl season to start up in what three and a half weeks time now wow so exciting all right let's get into it I'm To Friday night, Saints versus Geelong. Saints getting over the line by 29 points. Pretty dominant performance by St Kilda. Credit to Geelong. I think they are improving. They were able to, like, watching them firsthand. Like, I can see that in the first half, they're actually quite strong, especially defensively. Like, it was a very even game. I think it was one goal apiece to half time. Like, it was a very even contest. Like, they were hard at it. That like they they had as much control of the ball as St Kilda did. I just don't think they have the ability yet to play a full game of football. That like it is like as soon as the third quarter got underway, St Kilda just seemed completely on top, and Geelong just seemed to have lost a step, and they just weren't there alongside. Like they weren't on par anymore after that halftime break, which is a shame, but I think they're going to get there. You've, they've got the the signs that they're going to be all right, Geelong. I can now say that having watched them, you know, in person, I was... Like, I, I, I thought the St Kilda were just going to dominate the entire game, honestly, which is, you know, a little bit arrogant, I suppose, but I, I thought it was going to be one-sided the entire game, and it wasn't. So, credit to Geelong, definitely. Um I was very impressed with St Kilda's performance. A little bit inaccurate, especially in the first half. Um, she all kick that absolute ripper goal in the third quarter. She is going from strength to strength every week. She just seems to be getting better. It was good to see Greiser dominate as well. She kicked three, which is good. Um, really, really good to see Tiana Smith get the Rising Star nomination, which is very well deserved. She's been excellent all four games. So far this year, watching her and Petrikios play together, it's like they've played together for years. The two of them have a synergy that I have not seen anywhere else in the AFLW between two players. It's quite remarkable the way that the two of them, and like they've only, like, Smith only came to the club in, I don't know when the women's draft was, October or something. And I don't know when preseason started, probably November or December. Like, it's quite amazing how in sync they really are. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good win by the Saints. I was still a little bit, like, irritated by how much they're handballing. It, and, like, in the first half, especially when we did not have control of the game, like... The over-handballing just led to so many turnovers, right? Even if you trust a handball to hit a target more than you do a kick, if you're not certain, go the kick and take the meterage. I'd much rather a turnover 40 metres closer to goal than I would, you know, 40 metres closer to their goal, you know? Like... Like the handballs are like, they're just you know, soft sideways handballs that are telegraphed. They're like, oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm ready for this handball. Where are you? Oh, there you are. And the opposition players can see it coming, right? Go the kick. Take grass. It is so key in the women's game currently. Take grass and you will win more games. It's very simple. I'm going to say it every week until Peter Sell catches on. Seriously. Like, I'm all about maintaining control of the football. It's very important. But especially when you're a side like St Kilda, who's not up there with the really good sides yet and doesn't have, you know, doesn't have it drilled into them a way to maintain control of the ball, just take grass. It's, it's like, obviously, I don't like, you know, I don't play football, so I don't know. Uh, I'm not involved in the women's game, you know, but it like for the sides that are lower on the ladder, it seems like a simple philosophy to me. I don't know. I might be talking from from a place of ignorance. Let me know if I am, but I think I'm right. All right, and next up we had Carlton versus Richmond. Carlton getting over the line by just five points. This was such a good game, really high-scoring game, and it's rare that we see in the women's league, a big comeback. Usually when teams get into a three or four plus goal lead, that's it, game over. But Richmond kicked the first four goals, I believe. First four goals of the game and then Carlton just pegged them back. Kept kicking them, took control of the game again. And then they got out to a decent lead themselves. And then Richmond fought back and nearly stole the game from them. It was a really, really bloody good game. I'll tell you what, like the Tigers, you know, they may not have won a game yet, I believe, in their existence. I think last year they didn't win a game, but they're coming. They're going to win a game really soon. And it's going to be such a great reward for all the effort that they've put in. It's coming soon. They've they've played really well the last couple of weeks. I think they were good last week as well. And they nearly... Oh, gee, if they... You know, the old rival, Carlton, if they'd got them, that would have been huge. Not quite, but they're coming. Richmond, that Katie Brennan, their skipper, when she plays well, they play really bloody well. Like, she was all over the ground. She... Really made the difference. She kicked a couple of goals herself. I think she's a really bloody good player. Um, and so is that Darcy Vessio for the Blues. Kicked three go. Th- kicked three. Excuse me. Kicked three goals herself. She was excellent. Um, yeah. But the the Blues, the Blues just had that more experienced, you know, demeanour about them, able to. Once they did get in front, despite the Richmond fight back, being able to hang on to that lead, that is just their experience showing a little bit. That's what experienced sides can do. Men's and women's, you know, if they have to work a little bit harder than maybe they expected, once they do get to that winning position, very rarely do they give it up again. And that's what the Blues did. So credit to them for... A very very hard-earned win but they did get the win so they're still you know very much in the race for one of those top six spots they are one of the one of the very good teams going around and it'll be interesting to see how far they can go because they are around that mark of sort of the you know Brisbane Bulldogs like they're not quite up there with the Fremantle Collingwood dominance that we've seen so far this year, but they're definitely, I reckon, I think there's there's about seven teams who are really looking like they've got a chance of making that top six. It's going to be interesting to see who gets squeezed out. I think there's seven good teams. There might only be six. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, can going good. All right, next game, Fremantle destroying the Gold Coast Suns. Oh, dearie me. So this is a little bit more uh, fuel to my theory that um, perhaps the AFL will rush the addition of a couple of the teams. There's just some teams who are struggling real hard, and unfortunately, Gold Coast is one of them. Um, they kick the first goal of the game, kept Fremantle scoreless for the first quarter, but, you know, after they kicked that first goal, they did not score again for the rest of the game. And Fremantle piled on seven goals, 13, uh, one of the more inaccurate uh, sides of the weekend. Imagine if they'd kicked a little straighter. Could have been really embarrassing. Um, Yeah, I think some of these teams that are really struggling, like the Geelongs, Gold Coasts, They're going to come good eventually. They just may need some help from the AFL. I don't know. Like, you know, is it more draft picks? I don't know. There's been the debate about that in the men's Gold Coast side as well. How do they help them get a little bit better? It's hard to say until they try different things and see what works. But, yeah, gee, Fremantle are just... Fremantle and Collingwood are now... You know, those two teams at the very top. And I don't know when they're going to play each other. They're not playing each other this coming weekend. Fremantle have Brisbane, which will be a good game. Um, I don't know when they're going to play each other, but it will be an absolute ripper because they're both going really well, especially Fremantle. I think Fremantle, uh, you know, it's hard to deny that they're the best team in the comp right now. They are destroying teams every week and what's interesting they don't they're not playing full games i mean they're playing you know what i mean but like they're not dominating for four quarters like even in this game they only had one goal to half time and they piled on another six in the second half and i think they did something similar last week they only had like you know uh, let's have a look quickly yeah only two goals to half time last week and then another five in the second half. So, you know, they are the, you know, second half destroyers, if you will, but it's so far, it's all they need, really. Like, it's a little frightening what they're doing to some teams. I'm definitely not looking forward to St Kilda playing them, that's for sure. Um, yeah, there's not much else you can say other than Fremantle are just... Not really phased by any team that's being put in front of them so far. They'll have a little bit more of a tough time against Brisbane next week, for sure. But I still imagine that they'll have very little difficulty dealing with them. Okay, so now that I'm looking at it, now I'm looking at all the teams, I think there's actually eight teams, really, who are fighting for that top six spot. So you've got Carlton, Fremantle, North although maybe not now, still say North, Collingwood, Brisbane, Adelaide, Bulldogs, and Melbourne. I think all those teams potentially could get into the top six, so it'll be really interesting to see which two uh, miss out um, the next game. Um, So two weeks ago, I thought North were right up there with Collingwood and with... Fremantle. Um, They were the only team this weekend to not register a goal. Instead, they registered eight behinds and nothing else. They had the same number of scoring shots as Collingwood, who kicked four goals four and defeated them by 20 points. So I don't know what is going on with North Melbourne at the moment, but whatever it is, it's not good. Like like that scoreline says to me that the game was actually quite even, that Collingwood and North Melbourne controlled, you know, the game equally. You know, an even number of scoring shots, you would say, indicates that, right? But, you know, I didn't watch the entire game, so I can't say, but I don't know whether it was Collingwood's defence that, you know, made it very difficult for North Melbourne to kick goals, or whether North Melbourne just weren't able to You know, get the ball inside 50 effectively. I can't say for sure. Um, But either way, it's not good. Like North Melbourne, uh, I would still say, are one of the best teams in the competition. You know, even if Collingwood are the better side, that's whatever. They should not be kicking a zero goals, eight scoreline. That's not great. What was great was seeing a game played at Marvel Stadium. That was excellent. I believe it's the first game of the year to be played there. And it gave me a little bit of nostalgia because we haven't played footy there in so bloody long. So, it's really exciting to see Marvel Stadium get a workout. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any more women's games there in the weeks to come. But in three weeks' time, the boys will be using it. So, that's exciting too. Okay. The next game. The next game. The next game. Just padding while I opened my phone. It was... Brisbane versus Adelaide. Adelaide getting back on the winner's list. Defeating the Lions at home, mind you, by by two goals. Off the back of another freaky, freaky performance from Erin Phillips. I don't know how... I mean, I don't know how old Erin Phillips is, but she's been in the comp from day dot. And she's been the best from day dot. I don't know... Uh, I'm, I'm yet to determine what the standard retirement age for an AFLW player would be. seems they can play a little bit later or a little bit longer than the boys can. Like, there's quite a, there's a lot of players getting around to it like in their mid-30s. Like, a few 34-, 35-year-olds play for the girls, which is good to see. Like, you don't get that very much with the boys. You've got to be a special player to play beyond, like, 33, I'd say. Um... But yeah, Erin Phillips is still an absolute monster. Where are her where are her numbers? Let's find her numbers. Where is she? Phillips. Four goals. I thought she'd only kick three, excuse me. Four goals. Twenty-one touches. What's that statistic? That's kicks, that's handballs. How many how many marks did this freak of nature take? Eight marks, is that right? Oh my god lady! that is insanity four goals 21 disposals she has still got it and when she plays like that adelaide are never ever going to lose that i can say for sure um this game was still great though like brisbane was still good adelaide were just better like this, these two teams obviously uh well for those who don't know they have a lot of history i believe so the two of them played in the first ever AFLW grand final with Adelaide taking the chocolates, and then I believe they played off in another one, where Adelaide also won. I think that's right. Um, but yeah, they obviously got a lot of history, and you can see it the way they played. There was a there was that little bit extra ferocity in some of the some of the attack on the ball, attack on each other. There was that little bit more. Venom in it, but you can also see the huge amount of respect the two teams have for each other because of how many times they've gone at it. It was a really, really good game to watch. Not as high scoring as some of the other games we've had this year, but still a really good game to watch. Okay, next game was Melbourne against the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs continuing their very good form. They've been really good after round one. When the Saints got them. Uh, um, yeah, since round one, they've been really good, the Bulldogs. And Melbourne were maybe the worst team of the round in front of goal. If they had kicked straight, they would have won by a mile. So the Bulldogs defeated them six goals, 1-37. To Melbourne, two goals, 12-24. They had twice as many scoring shots as the Bulldogs did and still lost by 13 points. Oh, dearie me. Just goes to show that you cannot be inaccurate in front of goal. It doesn't matter how dominant you are. You can be a little bit inaccurate. You know, there's a little bit of allowance for that, but you cannot be this inaccurate. Two goals, 12 is inexcusable. Like, this is a good game, but the scoreline does not show it, like, at all. <laughs> like, it looks like it was one good team playing against a really shit team, but it was two good teams playing each other. And I don't know, like, like I don't know if this will continue with Melbourne and North Melbourne, what we've seen this week, but, they like, absolutely cannot let it continue. Like, Melbourne have one of the more potent forward lines in the league, You know, they've they've got, you know, the, the deadly Paxman down there. Everyone talks about her. She's a gun. But, gee, I don't, like, there's no explanation for two goals, 12, especially from a very, very good side in Melbourne. The Bulldogs, though. The Bulldogs have now won three in a row. And, you know, they probably only need to win a couple more to really cement that spot. In the top six, they're now beating the teams around them, which is a good sign of a team that's going to get in there. They they're really good to watch, mainly because of my favourite player at another club, Ellie Blackburn. She is such a gun. What the way she runs and runs and carries the ball, and the way she kicks is very very exciting to watch. It's very impressive, and when she is on, like she was. This weekend, Bulldogs win, you know, same as Phillips, same as, you know, you name it, Parkis, whatever. When their leaders, when their really good players are on, they, they bring their teammates into the game. They make the whole team better. And she is a big reason why the Bulldogs are going so well, not taking anything away from the other girls but the other girl's abilities are being put on show because of how much Blackburn can bring them into the game that's why she's such a good player all right last game was between um two teams that i'm embarrassed to say i probably know the least about in the aflw so it was the giants getting over the eagles by 20 points and despite the 20 point scoreline this was an excellent game both teams play a very, very watchable style of football. Very fast, you know, very, not always high scoring, but quick scoring. Like, there was seven goals kicked between these two teams just in the first quarter. The first quarter was awesome. Ripping first term. And, you know, the Eagles are one of those teams who I believe have still not won a game this year. let me bring up the old... Lattery do. Yeah, correct. They are yet to win a game. But they're like Richmond. They're getting close. And they play a very good style of football that is going to win them games very soon. Fast and taking grass. That's what I've been saying. All right. And, you know, they were, although they lost by 20 points, they played like one of those top teams. They moved the ball really nicely. They moved it fast. Um, it was really good to watch. And, you know, the Giants are probably not one of those teams that's going to be fighting to get uh, into the top six. 6 They've won two games now, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, they're not one of those top teams, but they're, they're in that sort of middle area, you know, maybe like with like St. Kilda, kind of that area, I'd say. Um, yeah, you know, they're, they're, going, they're going pretty good. And... It was good to see the Eagles test them, but the Giants showed that they were just that little bit better, and they they ran away with it in the last quarter. It was good to see a game that was still like, you know, there was a couple of games like this this weekend, but it was good to see a game that was still on at three-quarter time, and the Giants had to win the game in the last quarter. It wasn't already won. So credit to both teams for putting on a really good spectacle up in Blacktown. All right, that is it. For so this weekend, guys, thanks so much for listening. I don't know if it's just because I've been watching more, but it seems like the quality of the women's footy is, has improved even just in the last four weeks. Like, you know, I, I, I thought it had, you know, it was already better at the start of this year, but it seems like just in the last month that the games are getting faster they're scoring more, it seems, even, you know, even with the inaccurate kicking sometimes, it seems like it's getting better, which I think is really excellent. It's good to see. All right, yeah, like I said, like, well, excuse me, like I said, like I said, thanks heaps for listening, guys. Remember to subscribe, follow the podcast on Instagram, time spent underscore podcast is the place to go if you haven't uh, found me there already. Um, remember to... Stay safe. Stay home if you need to, wherever you are. Um, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.